Hey, it's Ben, and welcome to the Upgraded Executive Podcast, where my good friend Nick and I discuss the tools, techniques, and strategies that you can use to upgrade your own personal and professional performance. We have recorded the first 10 shows, and we will be releasing these over the coming weeks, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. In this episode, Nick and I are discussing daily routines and what strategies and tools can be used to create positive habits and have the best day possible. Hey Ben, how are you doing? Hi Nick, great, how are you? Yeah, wonderful, thank you. Very good. So today we're talking about daily routines. We are. And I think this is one of my favourite topics. Yes. Because I think it's probably one of those things that, you know, doesn't have to cost any money and yeah. people can start thinking about it now and start putting it in place like right now or tomorrow. Yes. So maybe if we just talk through a second, Ben, what we mean by a daily routine. What does it mean for you? Sure. So it means having best practice, which will improve my personal and professional performance, but mean that I have a fun day the stuff's easy and, and I want to do it, but making sure that I have some, some structure to make sure that I am including the stuff that is good for me and I enjoy doing with consistency. Yeah, I think, that's, uh, I think it's important that you, know, you have the consistency and it's something that you enjoy doing, otherwise these routines will, will drop. Yeah. The way that I like to look at a daily routine is, is think of it as a series of habits that you string together to make one overall routine. So if you think most people will wake up in the morning, they'll go to the bathroom, they then might jump in the shower, they'll then brush their teeth, they'll then get changed, they might have some water, followed by some coffee, maybe some breakfast. So a lot of people already in their lives have a routine that they pretty much do in the same order every single day, okay? Yeah. And I think for me, having a daily routine that sets you up for success is when you start adding other things on to that already existing routine so that you start to chain habits together. Yes. And then chaining the habits together, you're priming your day. We're going to talk around this in detail. I, I'm... I mean, I'm not lazy, but I'm I'm interested in being as efficient with my time for the biggest positive outcome for mm-hmm. me. And definitely like the stuff that we're going to talk around individually, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But if you add them all up, it really compounds and it compounds quickly. So from a gratification point of view, I've noticed quick changes, which are positive mm-hmm. almost immediately. But then compounding those over time, it's really exciting. But I think what we're, well, what we're going to talk about isn't, I'm going to spend two hours doing this and I've got to change the rest of my day. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy, short hacks and maybe just changing something slightly that I would have already done to, to give a better outcome. Yeah. I think if we, if we get a little bit more specific so that the listeners and viewers can can relate to what we're talking about. I, I gave the, the example of sequencing habits in the morning, and I think building a morning routine is probably the best place for anybody to start because 
is probably the easiest place to start because there's already the basis there of some kind of routine. Sure. And, and actually, if you can build a few more things into that routine, it becomes habitual. And just like brushing your teeth or showering every day, you just do it because it's what you do. So I think there's there's real power in having a really strong morning routine. And you know, Tony Robbins talks about it as priming, priming his day. Yes. So if you think about things that you do in the morning, that's going to prime your day for success for the rest of the day. So what things what things do you do in the morning, Ben, that primes your day? Some of this is from the night before, but one of the things that I do is have an intention of mm -hmm. the time that I'm going to wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is weird, but ordinarily I'll wake up at that time. Mm. So if that's five or five 30 and before I started doing this, I definitely wasn't waking up at that time and mm. I needed an alarm clock and I was hitting snooze. Mm. But my intention the night before is to wake up if it's five if i've got some stuff to do in the morning or 5 30. Yeah. that's my intention mm. and i naturally wake up at that time meaning i've got some some space to do some stuff that i want to fit in yeah into my day so that's the first yeah. thing have an intention in terms of what time i want to wake up great and then what are the kind of things you then do in the morning to then to prime your day after you've woken up Sure. So I'm straight into a 15 to 20 minute meditation once mm -hmm. I've done that. Yeah. So normally sat upright in bed as opposed to on the floor in the lotus position. Mm -hmm. It's normally a guided meditation that I find really relaxing. And that, that just gets me into the right headspace from the word go. Yeah. And is there anything that you do then, Ben, around, I don't know, maybe... Uh, do you take any any supplements or any vitamins? I know we've spoken about bulletproof coffee. What yeah. things do you, do, do you then do after your meditation? So, so then I'm mostly fully awake after I've done the meditation. I'm I'm certainly mm. clear in terms of my mind. I'm just feeling really good. Mm. So I'll then I'll then make my bed, and that's just a really quick, um, positive first step in terms yeah. of in terms of the day, especially when I get back and it's mm -hmm. nice and neat um, i'll jump in the shower and i'll have a warm shower to start off with and i built up to this but the last um the last part of the shower is cold and normally for a minute mm -hmm. um, although i have recently started having a, a cold shower full stop which i find really refreshing mm -hmm. um, and we've spoken about this on the other podcasts that absolutely gets me in the present and if i'm feeling slightly sleepy um, it removes that feeling more or less instantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's all I'm focusing on. So I'm focused on my breathing um, and mm -hmm. I'm telling myself, this feels warm, this feels warm, this feels warm. And I, I know you do it and you've done it, you've done it regularly over quite a long period of time. And, and I have now as well. And I really look forward to having them and I totally mm -hmm. feel in the present and I feel really good once I've finished. Mm -hmm. you know, it's a real positive step in terms of the start mm -hmm. of my day. Just mm. feels really good. Yeah, I can't say I ever look forward to my cold shower. Even this morning, <laughs> even this morning, I was in the shower going, oh, okay, I need to turn it cold. And I did because that's what I do every morning. But I'm a big fan of ice, ice baths too. But I wouldn't say I ever particularly look forward to them. So good on you. <laughs>
I did, um, I did work on an affirmation and a balance in terms of my psyche work to, to install that. So mm. I, I did slightly hack that in terms of, I'll really enjoy having a cold shower. Mm, and there is, there is something about a cold shower for me that probably after about 45 seconds, it doesn't feel cold any yeah. longer. Yeah. And there's quite a neat way to hack this, and it's to do 30 seconds warm, and then 30 seconds cold, back yeah. to 30 seconds warm, 30 seconds cold. So you get that, you get that shock factor happening more, more often. Um, I will credit the person that came up with this. I think it's a guy called Ray Crows or Cruz. Mm. I think it's called the, uh, the shiver technique. So we can put that in the show notes for anybody that is doing a cold shower already, but wants to sort of wrap it up a notch. Yeah. So in terms of you know, in terms of developing habits, you know, we've spoken about you know a routine and a morning routine in particular, where you can sequence things together. I thought it might just be worthwhile taking the audience through what I define as the seven steps to create a habit or a routine. Right. So I think the first thing is. This is kind of obvious, but you need to know what you want to introduce. So if you want to introduce cold shower or meditation in the morning, or you want to do some exercise, or you want to journal, whatever it is, be really, really clear on, that's the thing that you want to introduce. And don't try and introduce too many things at once. So just mm. think of, you know, if you want to introduce things into the morning, maybe just pick two things, get those in, make those habitual, but be really clear on what those things are. And then the second point is you need to understand the why behind it. So why do you want to do it and why is it important to you? And it's, it's, it's really important to write this down so that if you ever get sticky around the habit you can, and it's not happening, you can go back and really clarify, is that why strong enough? Okay. And then the third point is, uh, and you alluded to this earlier, Ben, you need to prime the habit. So in the example of a morning routine, what you want to do is, is that morning routine is successful based on what you do the night before. So if you have your headphones by the side of your bed, if you want to meditate, if you have your gym bag packed before you go to the gym, so that when you wake up, there's no yeah. friction. You just get that, everything you need is there. Okay. The fourth point is you want to time it. So if you're introducing new things into your morning you need to know how long those things will take so that you have enough time to have your breakfast if you have breakfast or even get dressed what you don't want to be doing is is waking up at the same time and scrambling around in the morning trying to rush everything yeah you want to make it visible so if you've got a set routine you know stick it up in your bathroom or your kitchen so that you know so you get really clear on what's coming next. Something that is really, really key, uh, and it's point six, and it's to track it. What you want to be doing is, is tracking how often you're completing that routine on a daily basis. So some kind of tick chart works really, really, really well. Or there are a number of apps that you can use now to sort of track habits and routines. And then the last point is, you want somebody to keep you accountable. Now you can, you can use your partner, you can use your coach, you can use a friend. Somebody that you go into review, your completion, your tracking and completion 
status on a weekly basis. And then you have a conversation with them around the days you didn't do it and why. Because the why behind that is really important because then you start to understand what is getting in the way of you completing that habit. Yeah. So those seven points, I know we've spoken around a morning routine, but really those can be used to build any habit. Yeah, completely agree. And aside from building out a morning routine, what other routines could people build into their lives, Ben, that would give them huge amount of benefit? So I think this comes back to the first three podcasts that are a linchpin in terms of the series. So in terms of how people can reduce stress mm-hmm. and get into a state of performance, how they can get better sleep and how they can increase their energy levels. And again, we, we're going to say this on every single podcast. That's the trifactor that we really want to make sure that people get right. Mm-hmm. So it, it strategies looking at those, those points that when you compound all of them, have a great productive day that's hopefully fun, it's, it's easier and one's a lot more productive. So mm-hmm. lots of different things that we can talk around that the output is a better night's sleep, more energy and relaxed in mind and feeling like they're in performance mode. Mm. Yeah, I think the morning routine works well for people, Ben, because there's a very clear anchor and the anchor is waking up. You know, we all have to wake up in, in the morning. So, But what people struggle with is they'll say, right, I don't have time to do meditation in the morning. I'm going to do it somewhere else yeah. in a day. Or I don't like exercising in the morning. I'll find somewhere else to do it in my day. Yeah. And typically what can happen is those habits never form. Yeah. Because there's no anchor. Yes. So if people are looking to build routines into their lives what we want to do is is try and anchor it to something that is already existing so things like a lunch break and forcing yourself to go outside and have lunch in the sun and go for a walk or having a set routine that when you walk in through the front door at home you do the same thing yes every single evening and likewise you can do some you can have a nighttime routine where at a certain time you know you have to do a series of things to get ready for bed which then primes yourself nicely for the following morning so there are there are you know there is a huge amount of things that people can do but they need to find a way to try and anchor it to something that is existing yeah really great points actually nick i think for me this starts the night before and sleep is still like the number one for me that if i haven't got a good night's sleep then stuff can slip Mm -hmm. so i'm really mindful that the next day begins the night before yeah um so in in terms of my intentions i did have an intention about six months ago to really reduce the amount of tv that i was watching because mm-hmm. that would knock knock on to what time i went to bed and being wired and that would impact then with what time i actually got to sleep and what the quality of my sleep was and knock on knock on to the next day so in terms of i've, I've chopped out tv but i'll go to bed between 10 10 30 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read no blue lights, as we said before. And then in terms of the following day, um, I'd have a shower anyway. So that that's that's an easy hack in terms of having a, a lukewarm, then a cold shower or a cold shower completely. So what we're saying to people is if you have a bath or a shower, that that's a simple win um, mm. just by t- changing the temperature. Mm. Um, in terms of the bulletproof coffee that we're both massive advocates for, I would drink coffee anyway during the day. Yeah. So in terms of mixing it up, again, that's there's no extra time with that. That's just being conscious about sticking two extra ingredients into into the coffee. Mm. So it's stuff like that to to build on what you're saying, but there's no extra time spent in terms of in terms of those two things, and they make a massive difference in terms of the quality of the day. Yeah. I agree, I agree with you there, Ben. And I think that um, something else that sprung to mind for me was when I was working in, in central London with a client, um, more my consulting background, I was trying to think, how do I get more movement into my day? Mm. And it felt like to me, the walk from the train, train station to the office was a very long walk. Yeah. And I would quite often jump on the tube. Yeah. But what I worked out was going on the London Underground was taking me 25 minutes. Yeah. Go down, you queue, you come back out. And the walk was only half an hour. And once I changed my mindset around that, and I guess I had the data points, you know, I was then able to walk twice a day, which was helping me move a lot more because, you know, the worst thing is when you've got a desk job, you sat down all day. And I think that, you know, to your point, you, you can make a very small change. Mm. And, you know, for an extra five minutes, I was walking for a total of an hour every day, additional walking. So if some very small things to an existing routine can provide massive, massive benefits. Yeah, and we, d- again, discussed in a previous podcast, um, one could get off a further tube stop mm-hmm. and, and walk from there. Um, I make a real conscious effort if I'm going to London now for client meetings in terms of taking my fold-up bike with me. So mm-hmm. I'll cycle to the station instead of driving or getting the bus, mm-hmm. getting a taxi. And I won't get the tube anymore. I'll t- take my bike around London, mm-hmm. which is really enjoyable, feels really good, and it's it's really good quality exercise. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bit fearful of bikes and London <laughs> just from the point of view where I think it's just so so busy but I, I do try and walk everywhere as much as possible and try to avoid the tube and um, just get out and stretch my legs. One of the other things that I do is and I, I, again we've I think we've we've taken inspiration from a lot of um, people from all walks of life. Um, I'm a massive Tim Ferriss fan Mm-hmm. And a lot of his research and the people that he speaks to talk around meditation, they talk around cold showers, a lot of the stuff that we're talking around. And um, also positive affirmations. So in terms of I'm very deliberate in terms of my mindset with each day now, mm-hmm. in terms of spending 30 seconds to a minute in terms of what I want the day to look like, mm-hmm. which is I want it to be enjoyable. I want it to be really positive and really productive. Mm-hmm. So I set the intention. And I can do that anywhere. I can do it in the shower. I can do it getting changed. It doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm very conscious to set a positive intention for each day. Mm. Very good. 
I think something else that works effectively for me in terms of creating consistent daily routines is that sometimes it's difficult to find the anchor, okay? Mm. Because because your day's moving around, yep. your lunch might move around, there are meetings that that happen. I find that if I diarize everything and I follow my calendar to the letter and I planned up my diary in advance. I start doing the things that I want to do because my calendar's saying that's yeah. the time to actually do them. And if you can build in some buffer time in there for when things go wrong, then what you're then able to do is you are then able to start to build habits into your life that are almost pre-planned. So if you went to go out for a walk or you went to go to the gym at two o'clock in the afternoon, if those things are in the diary, then there's a better chance of those things happening yes. rather than you just saying, I'll go to the gym at some point today and, and it, it never really happens. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, I think the, the other thing around consistent daily routines is you know, we've spoken a lot around looking after ourselves. So, you know, how do we do you know, meditation and cold showers and bulletproof coffee and prime our morning for success and it all of this has a you know, has a big context around a working day mm. but we're not just priming ourselves to work we're priming ourselves also to be present with the family and yes. you know make right decisions not only from a professional point of view but also from a personal point of view as well and i think there is also something here for the audience to think about in terms of what consistent daily routines can they put in place that does something like shows affection to their partner that basically enables them to spend more time with their children and help them with their homework because life is so busy and you know there is a big risk that you know we wake up we do a meditation we do our morning routine we kiss our wife and our kids as we run out the door to London and then we get home and it's late and there's dinner to be had. So there's something here around not just looking after yourself, but also the people around you. What other things can you just build in that show a degree of appreciation or, or enable you to spend time with people who really value your time? Yes. And again, all the, all the strategies where we're advocating people becoming, and we're doing this, a better version of themselves mm -hmm. and to be more present and to have more balance as well as improving their professional performance. So completely agree. And I think this stuff, this stuff is helpful to be objective in terms of what's important with life as well. Yeah. yeah uh, building on your point earlier, I think um, for me, two, two things. Again, I wouldn't say I'm lazy, but I like, I like efficiency. And mm -hmm. when it comes to food preparation, I am lazy. Um, so I, I focus on mainly a plant-based diet and I've mm -hmm. got a high quality blender. So it will take me literally five minutes. It's, it's all raw vegetables and I can make up breakfast, lunch and an afternoon snack mm -hmm. all within about three minutes. Um, so for me, that's, that's really quick minimal preparation time and it's really simple so i i've i've removed my excuses in terms of having to buy a huge variety of ingredients and there being a load of preparation time this is literally as quick as i can probably get it and mm. i've got a a meal plan that 
is really healthy and to follow what you said in your your book limitless nick it makes me feel really good mm-hmm. post eating it no energy crashes so that's mm-hmm. quite a big one for me in terms of um knowing that what i should be eating but having a simple simple routine in place um to 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 prep for that yeah and the second point is in terms of um in terms of my day plan um i'll stick my phone on airplane mode and it's normally the task that I don't really want to do is probably the most business critical mm-hmm. and I'll go into deep work mode and this isn't for the whole of the day because there's no way that I could keep that up and it's really important to have conscious conscious breaks mm-hmm. but for around an hour and a half I'm in deep work mode mm-hmm. on that one most important task mm-hmm. and my mindset is if that's the only thing that I finish today would I be having a good day and like I said, it's normally the thing that I probably don't want to do that is the most important thing. Yep. I'm really conscious now in terms of having that number one and I'm in a really good place if, if I finish that um, moving forward. And that's normally by mid-morning. But I'll consciously not look at email. I'll turn off all, all the apps that I might have mm. ordinarily open in terms of Skype and WhatsApp as well as be uncontactable in terms of phone calls by putting that on aeroplane mode. That's a really, it's a really important point. Uh, you know, completing your most important task of the day, you know, early on in the day, because generally that's the thing. You know, that's the thing you procrastinate on, procrastinate on, and then before you know it, it's four o'clock and you have to do it, or you push it to the next day. And that's the reason I've got crazy frog behind me because um, <laughs> <laughs> it acts as a reminder. Because there's a book by Brian Tracy called Eat Your Frog. Yeah. And the box all around is all focused on completing that one most important task of the day. And there's the same by Mark Twain. I won't get it completely right, but if you eat the live frog first thing in the morning, your day will only get better. So the, the live frog is your most important task. So every morning I sit down, because generally when I'm working here, I'm facing the other way. Um, so I, I get to see that picture every morning and it makes me think right what's the most important task but i think just stepping back as well i think the point that you raised was a great one around the batch food preparation because mm. i think the other thing that the audience can think about is what routines do you put in place into your life maybe not on a daily basis but maybe on a weekly basis yeah. so that your you know, you were doing, so you're setting your week up for success to only your day. So whether that be batch cooking on on a weekend, whether it be planning your week on a Sunday, whether it be doing all of your life admin on a Friday morning, what things can you put in place over the week that help you on a daily basis? Yeah. And I'm, I love outsourcing. So I've got a virtual assistant who's, mm-hmm based in a, a lower cost part of the of the world so anything that ordinarily i would spend time doing in terms of potentially researching or booking a flight or organizing a trip somewhere i've got an assistant that will now do that on my behalf and they're three to four dollars an hour yeah so i can concentrate on time with family or work or whatever i want to do but concentrate on much much higher value tasks for me yeah a huge fan of outsourcing Massive, massive fun of that. I think also, Ben, I think there was something here around as well. 
that we're talking about things that people should be doing as consistent routines and habits. So it's a, it's very much focused on what they're going to be doing that would be different. I think there's a really important part here and is for the audience to think about what things they're going to stop doing. Yeah, because we're always focused on introducing new habits and doing new good things. But what are the things that you're doing in your life that you shouldn't be doing? So I love your point around outsourcing because if there are things that you can outsource, then you should be outsourcing them. But there'll be a whole bunch of other things that you're doing in your life that those are habits you want to remove. Sure. I think that, you know, from a from a negative habit point of view, I think it's worthwhile just spending a little bit of time to talk around negative habits. And I think that you know, negative habits are, you know, people are probably associate them more with things like eating too much sugar or not having a great diet or you know, drinking too much alcohol or smoking or biting people, you know, people biting their nails, etc. So these are all sort of negative things that I guess start with bad habits, but then start moving into the place of addiction. Yeah. And I think the thing that I would urge people is, is that generally a sign of addiction is if there is some kind of shame that is associated with the bad habits. So if you feel as though there's there's a level of shame around a habit that say go and seek professional advice because there's probably something there that you need to work on with somebody to help to remove that addiction from your life because you can do all the positive habits you want in your life. If there's something there that is very negative, yeah. that's going to act as your kryptonite on a regular basis. Yeah, and speaking from personal experience, there's normally a secondary gain associated mm. with that voice that addiction mm. that's again why it's important to seek professional advice just to work that through yeah uh, I, it's, I agree. Not, it's not too simple is it than just i'll give up smoking it's like what okay that's one reason that i'm doing it but what what are the other reasons what's what's what might have happened previously that i want to hang on to and, and not stop yeah, I agree because the, the risk is is that people people will often replace one addiction with another. So they'll yeah. stop they'll stop smoking, but then the sugar intake goes up, or they'll stop they'll stop alcohol, but then they'll start smoking. I think the great stuff thing about the stuff that we're advocating is that again, from personal experience, individually these have made me feel better, and that is really motivating for installing installing some other positive healthy habits mm. and and i found that it's a lot easier to then tweak my diet in a really positive way yeah absolutely to reduce alcohol consumption or mm. to reduce the amount of television or internet surfing mm. that i previously might have spent a lot of time doing yeah. so so once once one begins some of the stuff that we're advocating some of the some of the things that previously i've struggled with i've just i've just naturally not got an interest in mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a good point because the things that you're doing that give you the direct benefit of less stress more energy better sleep means that you've got more energy to, to put into removing some of the negative things going on yeah in life and 
just like people can go into a downward spiral sometimes, I see a lot of people are going in an upward spiral because they start yes. compounding. So Ben, one of the things I wanted to share with the audience is something called a Pavlov device, which is looks like that, so it's like a watch. Um, what this is, it's, um, it's something called aversion therapy. So by tapping this, it gives you a mild electric shock, okay? Yes. And it sounds a bit severe, and it's, it's a shock that is enough to make you, make you feel, oh, that's a bit uncomfortable, but yeah. not something that is going to make you scream, okay? And the Pavlok has some really interesting science behind it. And quite often when you see a nice slick website, you think to yourself, you know, is this, is this really a thing? Can you really zap yourself and start to break a bad habit? Mm. Okay, so in theory, for instance, where if you're a smoker, every time you take um, a puff of your cigarette, you meant to zap yourself. Yeah. And what that does is it tells your brain that there is a negative consequence smoking and therefore it lessens the cravings the the public website says that 80 percent of people that use padlock to stop smoking are smoke free um after six months yeah actually actually they they smoke free after five days and they still smoke free after six months so that's a pretty impressive stat now I recently gave a presentation to a recruitment firm and one of the ladies there had a chronic issue with biting her nails. Mm. When she had the padlock, I saw her six days later and it's the first time she can ever remember seeing the whites of her nails. Yeah. It stopped her biting her nails. I'm starting to see more and more real world proof now that this works. Yeah. So if you do have some negative habits, then you can use something like the Pavlov device to help teach your brain that there is a negative consequence which then reduces the cravings. And people are using them now for um, alcohol dependency, they're using them for sugar addiction, they're using them uh, when they've got a habit of hitting their snooze alarm in the morning so they zap themselves. Or I think you can put an alarm clock in this which zaps you. Mm. So it doesn't replace professional advice around addictions, but if you feel as though you've got a negative habit that you want to manage, this could be a really great place to start. Yeah, and it, it's it's potentially a really quick hack. Mm. I think it's. Am I right in thinking it's around two hundred dollars? Yeah, it's around two hundred dollars. I believe we can put the um, we can put the cost in the show notes. Mm. But I think it's um, uh, you know, I think it's reasonably inexpensive compared to things like hypnotherapy yeah um, it, and it's a lot cheaper than continuing a habit like smoking if it works absolutely absolutely you know i have have a client currently who is about to start using it to see if he can stop smoking mm. so that'll be another really interesting real world example of yeah. you know you know do these things really really work and i think from from what i can see so far um, you take away all the, like the glossy website and the testimonials. I think in the real world, it absolutely does seem to work. Yes, and I um I've also got a padlock. Um, also advocate. Well, there's a number of different modalities. But I've said previously, I advocate psyche in terms of reprogramming to reduce stress or install new new beliefs. And we 
we call um, Inside K when we've changed a belief for balance. And mm -hmm. I did one in terms of not biting my nails and I haven't bitten them in four months since, since undertaking that balance. So Pavlok's great and there's some other modalities in, changing, in terms of changing one, one's uh, habits that they want to change. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think just because you've got habit doesn't necessarily mean there is some kind of trauma behind the habit. Sometimes it's just become simply a habit. Like you come in from work and the first thing you do is grab a beer from the fridge. Yep. Or you are driving your car and you bite your nails. And a lot of these things become subconscious. So I, I, love, I love the idea of being able to use a device or being able to use a methodology such as a balance that, that actually starts to reprogram the neurons in your brain that changes the habits. Yes. And the interesting thing is, I mean, these, these habits are programmed into the subconscious mm. and if people aren't aware, then it's, it's very difficult to change. But if they are aware and have different options, then, then they'll know that it's mm. relatively, well, it's straightforward in terms of changing those subconscious beliefs mm. and installing new habits. Yeah, absolutely. So Ben, should we do a quick recap on the key things that we discussed today? Yes. Yeah. So, so we've talked around the importance of having a productive day routine. Yes, I think the morning routine is probably the key place to start and get that built up slowly um, before you start looking at building in routines in other places in your life, unless they're very, you know, very small and easy things to implement. Yep. I said before for me it starts the night before as well in terms of having a good quality night's sleep and you mentioned about being prepared in terms of what logistically one might need for the following day yes what i'll do is the seven steps that i walked through on how to uh, build any habit or any routine we can pop those in the show notes but people people should use those seven steps uh, and by using those seven steps, they'll be able to build either a string of habits or an individual habit into pretty much any area of their life. Yeah. And we talked around um, if somebody has a conscious think in terms of what they view as their bad habits or habits that they want to change mm. and, and how to reframe those and then what strategies could be put into place around the new the new positive belief or habit that they want to install? Yeah, so they can either use the approaches that we discussed around Psyche or they can use something like the Pavlok and then sort of actually reprogram the neurons in their brains. Yeah, yeah, but as we said before, there's lots of different modalities. We're not, we're not, um, we're not pushing one in particular, but um, we've both used, used different ones which we advocate, but there's lots, yeah. of, lots of ones that people can have a look at. Absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed this show. You can find the video, audio, and detailed show notes at www.upgradedexecutive.com. At the end of this 10-episode podcast series, we will send all of our subscribers an exclusive ebook, which summarizes everything that Nick and I discuss on the shows. Be sure to leave your details on our website. You can also find us on all of the social platforms at Connect With UE.